Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Jarvis, drop my needle. Uh, welcome everyone to episode 107 of Wonder Soul. This is the San Diego Comic Con special, featuring my good friend and comic book expert. Is that is that fair to say, Don Father? Is it okay if I call you a comic book let's expert? Say, let's say enthusiast. I enthusiast. Might, I, might, I wouldn't call myself an expert. There's still plenty of areas. <laughs> okay okay well yeah yeah I, I i know that you probably know a lot more about the news that we got from comic-con this year than uh than i could actually understand uh some of these characters that were announced for marvel phase four i i had to dig up some research so i got my notes right here man uh but i've been trying to prepare for this recording for this episode and uh I know that you were on Wonder Soul uh, for the best of 2018, the best movies of 2018 episode. So it's been a long time coming, man. I'm, I'm happy that you're on this episode, man. So I hope things are are going good in your world. And uh, I guess uh, I'll leave it up to you, man. Where would you like to start? Would you want to start with the Marvel news or do you want to save the best for last? Uh, is there anything you want to mention before we uh, get into all those juicy details? Uh, I'll save my uh, little shout out for the end here, but okay. uh, Marvel news. Uh, I, I could mention the comic books I could, I've been reading here. Yeah, week. yeah, let's uh, do that, man. I picked up, I picked up the new Guardians of the Galaxy by Donny Cates, who I was telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I have to look it up real quick. There, okay. there was this church that came in. Now, is are the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics, are they becoming the Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU? Like, are they showing a lot of similarities? Because I know that there's, like, differences. Yes but... and no. Yes and no. Like, um, Peter and Gamora literally like just hooked up in this issue and they've like been like a long thing coming. Ah. So, and it's honestly right now, the guardians that we know from the movies are disbanded and this big battle happened where Thanos was killed by Gamora. Whoa. And he basically had this plan afterwards. Uh, He had a message, a hologram told him that he essentially uploaded his consciousness into somebody who was in this room and Eros, his brother, who's an eternal star Fox mm, okay. uh, was there. And he like called everyone there. And his first thought was Gamora. And they ended up trying to go kill Gamora and the guardians like ended up protecting her. And they ended up splitting basically sides and the guardians are with the people that went to attack Gamora mm-hmm. and the guardians currently are made up of people like beta Ray bill moon dragon, uh, what? Nebula, Nova Groot, and star Lord. 
and Gamora is there now. But uh, this, uh, oh, it's the Universal Truth, or the Universal Church of Truth. They originally came around as worshippers of Magnus, the evil half of Adam Warlock. Oh, snap. And they were thought to be gone, and there was this giant ship that came, and some shit went down. I won't say exactly what, <laughs> but it, it's a great read, and it's it's mind-blowing. Dude, and I'm I'm all for that, man. I'm all for the, the galactic end, stuff. View at what's going to come for Rocket, because this is supposedly the uh, death of Rocket. Oh, no. Uh, oh no yeah. man Don, why would... donny cates doesn't give anyone breaks <laughs> why would they do that That's... you know they they gotta That's... keep us keep us reading somehow they gotta, yeah gotta give us the tragedies the the shocks <laughs> that's like a but, fan uh... favorite though you know rocket definitely from the movies has become like one of the the best members of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Besides, like, well, I, I think the thing about the Guardians, real quick, is the fact that they're each character somebody can relate to, or there's a favorite out there, you know. So there's not, it's not an overwhelming favorite. I don't know. I like, I like Star Lord, but I like the Chris Pratt version, you know. So that's why I was asking I about the comic version but, if they're like different. Well, they they did a good job with making his character in the movie a lot like his comic book counterpart. Like I would say his movie counterpart is like his comic book more Mm -hmm. than his uh, comic book counterpart is like his movie counterpart. So Mm. Um, let me ask you this though about the uh, guardians, because I saw that they were in the, uh, the Marvel ultimate Alliance three. Are you ever going to get a chance to play that? Oh yeah, we can get to that after this. If you okay. Yeah, dude. I, I forgot. I I didn't even know. I was like, does he have a switch? Because I know it's a switch exclusive. Okay, cool. All right. Well, the, let me uh, let you continue talking about the comics before we get into all that. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't go too deep into these other ones. But uh, another one I read this week was Valkyrie Jane Foster. Mm. So after the War of Realms, Jane Foster became the last Valkyrie. So she has held the title of Thor and Valkyrie now. And the opening comic was great. I would definitely suggest it. And I also picked up The House of X by John Hickman. And that is basically kicking off a brand new... Uh, I actually haven't got to read it yet, but I have heard phenomenal things about it. I love The X-Men. Phenomenal. Everyone's been raving about it on Twitter. And this is essentially the start of a brand new reboot. The first time they've been rebooted in 10 years, I think. Oh, dude, I cannot wait, dude. Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. It's going to get he, crazy. He's definitely one of the goats, man. When it, You know, in modern day writing as far as uh, comic books, man. You have that, uh, right? And so the fact that he's taken over the X-Men, because he did the Fantastic Four, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah. And that's... He's done a lot. Of well, I remember <laughs> watching the comic, uh, comic books explain... Uh, he did the Jonathan Hickman um, story of Fantastic Four, and it was so good, bro. So the fact that he's doing X Men, um, you know, it's it's wonderful. Plus, it's like really good timing because now this kind of gives them a chance to, I don't know, steer the comics in a direction that's similar to the MCU, which is obviously happening in a lot of different ways. Um, 
but you know with the x-men yeah the comic books actually do mirror the movies in a lot of ways currently they probably don't want to confuse people right you know if you went and saw um avengers infinity war and you're like oh man let me go read the comics so you get infinity war uh the comic the graphic novel and you're like wait what who's this like they're not in that so i mean but like it's obviously because of things like Fox owning some of the characters and, you know, different things like that. But like, you know, you were explaining how the guardians really reflect the James Gunn version that we have now. Um, I, I think it works really well though, because I have no problem with the way the characters look in the MCU and the way that they act. I think they pay a really cool uh, like respect to the to the source material but they they can still tweak it they can still change it up to kind of meet modern standards you know as far as storytelling and just um switching things up because you know i love seeing stuff that's uh you know identical to what i see in the panels of the comic books but you know it's okay to switch things up from time to time you know give us some fresh looks uh some fresh takes on certain characters so uh not to go on a little rant there my bad um but (laughs) jonathan hickman and uh (laughs) did you and you said uh that you read war of the realms which i know was like the last or the most recent marvel comic book event like i know we're talking about comic con but people forget that they actually talk about comic books you know at these events still and they're as much as they are about the movies and everything else um you know it's interesting because i've been out of the comic book loop so uh how was war of the realms man war of the realms was phenomenal it was epic and obvious oh i don't know if i can say obviously (laughs) but thor was a star and his his story and his run through the entire event was phenomenal and where he ended up is fantastic and anyone who's a thor fan would be a like ecstatic to read this run and to read the war of realms Dude, dope dope like because uh how would yeah. you explain the like the back of the book summary of that event without giving too much away but like hey, you know what's your elevator pitch for war of the realms an absolutely epic war essentially uh leading up to it so this isn't spoiling anything leading up to it malachi uh, the Dark Elf, or Malekith. Yeah, I think it's Malekith, or either one, I think. Yeah, yeah Malekith. Yeah, he is basically, he, he's got access to a Dark Bifrost, Ooh. and he's just ravaging the Ten Realms, just going through and just ruining everything with his army. And he's got a whole bunch of people on his side, like the daughter of Surtur, the king of Jotunheim. Oh, shit. Uh, Loki's father. Yeah, so... He's got the squad. <laughs> He's got a lot of people, and it's just an absolutely epic story that involves anybody that you can think of. Nice, and it's—I mean—it's centered on uh, yeah. like the Thor side of things. Uh, you know, the realms. Like, if you, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. heavy in the the Asgardian realms. Cool. All that, lore. yeah, because uh, I mean, obviously, Thor's become a lot of people's favorite character from the MCU, from the movies, uh, and rightfully so, man. Chris Hemsworth has done a fantastic job with that character even when you know they didn't really know what they wanted to do with him in the first kind of uh the first you know few movies uh and now they've really discovered this really cool character arc for him and like i just been loving it you know i really just enjoy chris as an actor but the fact that he's been able to take that character 
Uh, so to see Thor become like, you know, like really this, think about it, like a handful of years ago, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, nobody's really talking about those guys. You know, it's really the X-Men. If you're a 90s kid, Spider-Man. The X-Men were the A-class. Oh, yeah. X-Men, Spider-Man. And then you, Iron Man, Cap, they were all B-class they were. heroes. Until the Even the season. Avengers as a whole, you didn't think about. you When you thought of a team group, you're thinking of the X-Men. Or at least I was. I won't speak for everybody, but that 90s animated show was amazing. <laughs> right. Which, speaking of animated, if you haven't check it, ch- checked out uh, the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, dude. Definitely dude are you talking about like uh not the one that is most recent but the one that had the badass really cool intro with that awesome song mm-hmm. uh if you're talking about that one then definitely dude yeah I that am. is fantastic <laughs> and they really do a good job with covering a lot of like the big story lines in the comics like uh uh and yeah, they dude. introduce a lot of the avengers so you know everybody gets their time to shine, even if they're just for an episode or, or so, you know, like the guardians, I think they come through, you know, like everybody kind of makes a spot guest appearance in that show. It's definitely good, man. I, I, I will say most of the time, I don't know if you agree, but DC really knocks it out of the park when it comes to animation uh, and those movies and shows, <laughs> but you know, have you, um, did, did you see anything about, uh, well, I'll hold off. We'll talk about DC before we get into, everything marvel um but uh did, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the the comics that you've been reading and stuff because it's definitely i would it, it's something i want to get back into uh like reading week to week or you know picking up a series or a character and just following that story um but is there any more that you would suggest to anybody or ones that you're hoping to check out soon uh ones i would suggest that are just a lot of fun that don't need a whole lot of background. Uh, Tom Taylor's Deceased is going on right now. It's only going to be a six-issue run, but it's essentially Marvel Zombies, but DC. Ooh. It's DC Zombies, basically. Um, Dark Side successfully completes the anti-life equation, and shit goes back. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. And Tom Taylor is a phenomenal writer. He's on. He's actually doing a run on Spider-Man right now, Ooh. too. Cool. How, how, uh, have you heard a lot of good things about that one? I've actually started nice. reading it, and I've it. I'm, I think it's eight eight issues in. It's great. It's great. There's just uh, there's this one really touching story called Spider Bite about a uh, little kid. Uh, get what he had if it was a cancer mm-hmm. or something, but it was a sick kid, and it's called Spider Bite. I I would read it even if you don't read the rest of the right the series read spider because it'll it'll pull those hearts oh heck you know? yeah dude i'm all for that i'm writing that down right now what else would i suggest immortal Ooh. Hulk. immortal Hulk is probably the best thing on shelves right now why is that though man what without giving a lot away what why do you think that that particular version or direction for that character is really attracting people it, it is just so gripping and like uh, it just takes such a deep dive into who Hulk is and who Bruce Banner is, and it's just—it's gripping, it's horrific, and it's like just yeah. great. It's so well written, so well illustrated, and once you start reading it, you'll won't you won't want to stop, ah, dude. 
Like it, it's just so good, and it takes you places you never thought the Hulk would take. You. Now, what what's the premise uh, for those who aren't familiar with Immortal Hulk? Isn't it that he just he can't die, like, uh, but he wants to, like. Isn't there a line even in the MCU where Bruce Banner said, like, how oh, I tried to, like, kill myself, and then the green guy spit the bullet out? And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's actually a deleted scene where um, Edward Norton's Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner goes to the uh, Arctic shelf, wherever, and goes to put a bullet in his what? head or in his mouth, and he changes and he smashes the ice, and you can see Cap. What? Uh, yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's it really, like, you, you can barely see him, but you can see, like, the colors of the shield and the blue. Hell the yeah, suit. dude. I'm going to write this down. I'm, I'm taking notes, yeah. bro. So it before, <laughs> yeah, it was before Chris was even Cap. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah, uh, he can't die. Bruce can die, but Hulk can't. Whoa. So, it's, it, yeah, it, it, it definitely leads into the horror realm. And it, it's Dude, I, would have... I would agree that if you're going to spend your money on a comic book series right now, spend your money. Hell on yeah, that dude. One. I definitely will, man. I, I think I have issue one um, because I caught wind of it just online and I was like, all right, dude, I got to go check this out. You know, because Marvel, they usually do this little, right. hey, number one, hey, number one. Uh, so they're always giving people an opportunity. Yeah. And I know people complain about that because if you are a collector, and you're always like having to go back and all right, well, you know, I was with you all this time and now you're starting over. So, you know, I can see where that's frustrating, but I think that they've gotten better about events, about doing things where they're, they're constantly changing like Marvel now to Marvel this or Marvel, you know, cause DC had so much success with uh, rebirth. Um, but before that they had what the new 52 and that was kind of, eh, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I think Marvel, yeah is there because i didn't really catch it i I caught more of rebirth than i did the new 52 i mean like new 52 is where the other companies joined dc like vertigo that's when john constantine Mm. and swamp thing became a a part of the main dc universe so those things are really positive i know some things about other characters that fundamentally got changed don't really make people happy but there are positives in the new 52 um, well, you know, this, this, I guess we could go ahead and segue, uh, speaking of DC and speaking of, uh, some of those other companies, uh, other than Marvel's big announcements on phase four, uh, comic con, which is basically E3, but for <laughs> like comic books and Marvel and DC usually, and all these, uh, comic book superhero type films and, and so much more. I mean, you look up comic con, you're going to see anime, you're going to see video games, TV movies, okay. so much exactly and uh it's a exciting time because i know last year i think disney or marvel studios didn't go um and this year we get warner brothers and dc they they didn't show and uh so everybody was excited to see what was going to be announced but before we get to those announcements we got some trailers uh and two of them i want to touch on before we get into anything else uh but this one uh, we mentioned right before we started recording, uh, which is going to be on HBO, which is The Watchmen. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, have you read the original Watchmen? I know I, I've seen the movie. I haven't read the graphic novel. So, yeah. you know, I'll just be honest about that. But 
if you get Comixology Unlimited, it's probably on there for borrow. So you could easily yeah. pay ten dollars a month, you know, and get comics like that okay. to catch up. I'll check that stuff, out. So, but yeah, I've uh, the movie. I'm a fan of the book. I'm a fan of honestly, the movie is very, very, very accurate to the book. There are a lot of things that are different, but it is very true mm. to the material. And I am absolutely stoked on this show like there were so many good parts about that trailer um the action the uh i guess the whole atmosphere was really yeah and like they're terrifying and the the most hype moment in the whole trailer for me though was the very end when what everyone presumes to be is dr manhattan picked up the mask and saw the blue hand so I, I'm super stoked to see what that's all about. Uh, what's what's the woman's name that's um, in the show? Are you talking about? Oh, Regina, Regina King. She is absolutely. That's her I, name, I right? Think so I'm not sure. She's absolutely gonna kill it. Like, I, I think she's gonna do great. And then you have Jeremy mm. Irons as an old Mendias. <laughs> like, come on, Jeremy Irons. You know. Well, so like to people who don't really know much about Watchmen, the the show that's going to be on HBO, that's going to be a sequel, right? So it's like a, a it takes place after what you would have seen or known about from either the movie or from the graphic novel. The okay, that's correct. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So no one, no one really knows exactly what to expect because there hasn't been like there there was a. What was it? After Watchmen? Or there was like a story like that, I think it was called, that wasn't very well received, like across the board. Not many people liked it mm. at all. Uh, so no one really knows exactly what the direction the show is going to go in. So that's exciting because you don't have source material. It'll be like, ooh, this could happen. Right. Or this could happen. It's something completely Yeah, new. that is exciting. It kind of. So elements from like the old books and like it, it'll still feel yeah watch and i mean like you were saying i i mean i i saw watchmen and i i will never say that Zack snyder can't make a movie look really damn good and he does a really good job with taking like panels from comic books and and somehow making them come to life uh on the big screen like no lie even my gripes with batman versus superman there's certain uh, imagery that it's just like wow man that looks like the the panel from the book just came to life like this is insane you know i agree, I agree. You make a great great now movie. here we get the sequel to watchmen not you know being touched on by Zack snyder and now we might really get a lot of cool um you know character stories you know world stories like what is the world like after all these events um and we haven't like you said got anything concrete as far as a sequel now they did do that tie-in right on dc with like the doomsday clock and that had stuff to do with the watchmen right oh yeah yeah they have they have brought the watchmen over into the main dc continuity for the with the doomsday clock and all that and I haven't been keeping up yeah, on me it either. completely, but Doctor Manhattan's behind it all, and he's messing with time and pulling people out, and 
playing chess. Yeah, with these guys. and it has <laughs> like doesn't it have some stuff to do with uh, one of the flashes. What uh, the uh, is it Wally or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually Wally has. There's been a lot of talk about Wally. Apparently, he like freaked out what? and killed a bunch of people, and he's like in jail now. Yeah, and like I think this is all from the influence of Doctor Manhattan. But yeah, Wally's been like a big part of it. He was like he was like pulled out of time, and he came back, and no one Ooh. remembered him. Like he didn't have his family and everything, and it took a second for Barry to remember who he was. That would be hella scary. <laughs> so he he's had. But uh, yeah, there's actually a story revolving around uh, us. Yeah, an event. I'm sorry, revolving around Wally that's happening. Oh in a snap! I'm gonna have to check that out. I need to get. I'm working on getting more caught up with what's going on in the rebirth. Yeah, it's been all about Marvel, really. I mean, and I, I really can't blame anybody for not really tuning into DC as much. Like you were mentioning the the deceased which is like the marvel zombies like you mentioned uh which looks interesting but like i don't know there's just i'm so wrapped up in the characters from marvel right now that i'm just kind of like all right batman's doing batman stuff and yeah soups yeah and you know and and it just feels like what they're doing with marvel i feel like my investment into those characters and stories i'm i'm gonna get like a i don't know like a reward from knowing what's going on and getting to experience the stories because i might see it on the big screen and those characters are are on the big screen and in television shows now so like it it kind of is like a rewarding process that hits like three different levels and you know i'm like super hyped for that you know but dc it's kind of like okay i can read the books but you know i'm not getting a batman movie for a couple years uh you know i don't know what they're doing over here and, and I, it's not like you should do it because of that or not, but that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, eh, I'm more attracted to what's going on over here with Marvel at the moment to really, yeah. I understand. So. You just have more to compare exactly. with it and stuff and like compare contrast and all that. I understand that completely. Hopefully DC does pick things up. I mean, they're doing great on their DC Universe app. Like if they keep putting shows out like Titans mm-hmm. and Doom Patrol they might not even need the connected universe of movies. They can do it well on there. They've already shown that they, well, I mean, it's only two shows that are connected, you know, and that's, they can put the quality out there. And surprisingly, the effects and the costumes are very well done on these shows. Well, I, I haven't watched all of Titans, but from what I've heard and what I did see, I really, really liked and it's okay for you to go in a darker tone and direction, I feel like you almost have to, uh, just so you don't oversaturate the market. But um, it's all about just getting certain things right, you know, just characters. I don't care what they look like in a, in a, in a sense, as long as I go, yeah, that's that's Robin, that's Beast Boy, you know, like that's what right. I'm looking for. Oh, what's that? I really enjoyed. Dick, yeah, Robin, yeah, yeah, Dick Grayson. Dude, and he's the uh, perfect casting. Like that's another thing. Just get the casting right. You know, they don't have to. Did you get the yes, Jason I Todd. did see that, and that was yeah. exactly what you would expect. Uh, <laughs> which is like you know this cocky. Oh, dude, it, 
you, you you don't like him and you and now you understand why when people got the chance to vote for him to die back uh, when he died uh, by the joker people were like hell yeah get rid of that guy nobody likes him so they did a really good job and that's you know you're not always going to get it overnight and you know marvel has had disney money uh they've had like extremely lucky breaks when it comes to writers directors um a plan an actual like timed out plan where they're not rushing things like dc did um in casting i don't you know call things okay as as very well planned you know like kevin and the people there they 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 know what they're doing when they're hiring Mm -hmm. writers you know what i mean in the beginning i know it was rough but you got to understand Kevin wasn't always in charge at the beginning. It, it was, was it around Age of Ultron or a little bit before that? I forget the guy's name, but he was trying to change something big. And Kevin basically went to Bob Iger, uh, the CEO of Disney, and was like, I'm going to quit unless you get him out of here. And he's like, you have control of Marvel Studios, Ooh. essentially. And that's since then what what we uh what we've gotten has been kevin's vision vision because inhumans was actually that other guy's idea and kevin didn't want to do it but the other guy's like no we need a we need a counter to the x-men and kevin's like no let me do my thing (laughs) and we'll have the x eventually and that's what we got really and 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 i was actually thinking about inhumans the other day i was like can you even find that series like on blu-ray or dvd anywhere like did they just pretend that never happened (laughs) because i know uh agents of shield has been pretty good and they're about to wrap that up yeah they did the inhumans well but the inhumans show Mm. Mm -mm. i didn't yeah (laughs) It was not, it's not what it could have been and should have been. It's especially with those characters and their abilities, the budget just wasn't there. And you could tell, like, you can't just, yeah, you, you, you're going to need like some big Disney, you know, full length feature money, uh, not some ABC just like here. That's why the agents of shield, you can succeed with that and sprinkle from time to time superpowers and stuff like that because you know it's it's the agents of shield most of them are just normal people and uh they don't need a lot of crazy effects and stuff but exactly you get another you get a more grounded perspective which um before we get into marvel because i we're just going to get pulled into it i know because there's just so much (laughs) uh so watchmen we were both excited for that's going to be on hbo so they're finding something to get people back on you know oh dude it it should be good if anything i think it's going to be a really good timing for that story to come out because i think it's going to have a lot of um you know hints at what's going on in today's world you know in in a lot of ways and so there's going to be exactly so i think that's if anything going to pull in a lot of general public people that don't really know uh know much about watchmen and uh you know like what is the show and then you know if they watched an episode i think they'll get pulled in so i'm excited i think that starts this fall too awesome i think uh i don't know the exact date i i want to say october but yeah i think it's just fall 2019 but uh you guys let us know if uh, if there is an exact date. But uh, another show that's coming out late 
2019 that released a trailer uh, that has a successful best-selling book series and a really, really good game. Uh, and well, there's multiple, but this third one uh, that doesn't give it away. I don't, I don't know what will, but we got a trailer for The Witcher, and that's not DC. That's not any of these other guys. This is on Netflix. Um, what did you think about that, man? And what's your like history with like that series uh, to get like all together? I won't lie. I'm not crazy educated in The Witcher. Um, I haven't read the books, and I'm actually working through my first play nice. of the game, but I'm loving it. I'm slowly falling in love with the world and everything. And honestly, if I'm going at first, after seeing Henry's wig <laughs> and after learning about Henry's casting, I was not sure about, about mm. him as Geralt. And I can honestly say, or Geralt, I'm sorry. Um, I can honestly say that after seeing that trailer, my mind is completely changed. It looks epic and it looks crazy. And if that first shot of CGI is anything to go off of, the monster battles are going to be phenomenal. And like I said, I'm not crazy educated on all the all the world. So for me, it might be I might be meeting a lot of people for the first time watching it. But everything about the trailer made me want to watch Dude, it now. I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, like, because I'm with you, man. Like, I I played a good bit of Witcher 3, not enough to complete it, which is always a guilty thought in my brain. <laughs> so I've been really contemplating on picking it up. You can find it for fairly cheap, like the complete edition. Uh, th- there you go. Yeah, you, it's one of those games that, especially... Uh, from this last generation of consoles is a must play. It, it is just crazy as far as the side quests, the world that just like, you know, usually in RPGs and open world games, the side quests, they feel repetitive. You don't really care. It's just like, Hey, I got to do this, but I don't feel like it. Do you want to? And you're like, sure. What do I, you know? And it's just like, you're going and just doing this to do that with those uh, side quests in the Witcher three, uh, which is the video game, there's so much more to it. Like you actually care about, for the most part, not all the time, but for the majority of the quest and even the main story, you care about what's going on. And and that's it. That For me, that was my first Witcher experience. So I didn't play one or two. I didn't read the books. So it's going to be awesome, really, to get this, like, I think they're going to start from the beginning and they're following the the books, so they're going to start from, yeah, from yeah, the beginning, right? They set up. Yeah, so it's going to take place before ah, any of the games that's awesome. had taken place. Because I don't think I was ever going to go back and play the other games, but who knows? Me neither, to be honest. I might, I might exactly, watch yeah, just watch it. like a Let's Play <laughs> or something. It's just uh, The Witcher 3 is definitely a game that you um, should experience. And I know for some people with a game like that, you want to create your own character. You know, you want to put yourself in the world. But the character that you play as, the one that Henry Cavill, is that how you pronounce his last name? I always say that, and I don't think if anybody... I, I think it's Cavill or Cavall, or it could be whatever you want it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was with you on the first reaction to, like, the pictures. Uh, and, and that's why you have to wait for certain things to be in motion. Uh, some things actually look really... They look better 
in pictures. And then when you see it on the screen moving around, you're like, that don't look right. That doesn't, you know, but the Witcher world and him as that character, dude, definitely, dude. It just did, right? And I think they put the budget into it. I think they really want to take that fantasy Game of Thrones spot and go, look, people, here on Netflix, we got The Witcher. It does, man. It does. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I should read the books. I don't know if anybody else would suggest to get any other knowledge uh on the story and characters before watching the show but since it does come out in the fall i think i'm just gonna wait and see you know how i feel about the show and then go from there um but yeah he uh you know him being casted is interesting because i recently found out that he's read the books and he's played the games and he beat like He's a dude. Look, people need to give this man a lot more credit. He's not a bad actor. If you have any gripes with uh, Superman or his depiction, that's not his fault. Okay, that was just poor writing. That's that's poor direction. And that's just my opinion. But I feel like you know he is a nerd at heart. You know he's uh, he really likes the source material from all the projects that he does. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes you show up on set and they go, um, no, Henry, these are the lines, bro. This is what we wrote. And he's like, uh, are you sure Superman would do, you know, there's, I'm sure that there's like those conflicting feelings, but Hey, you, you, that's your job and you only have so much control. Uh, so I think giving him the freedom to change from, Oh, that's the guy that plays Superman to being this monster hunter in a world that seems like they're going to do a really good job of building like this vast open world, like a game of Thrones environment, you know, and, and really play off a lot of cool fantasy aspects, but I definitely need to jump on the Witcher three train and play that from start to finish before, or even just because, yeah. Cause it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, but yeah, the trailer looked dope. You said it looked good. Uh, we're both excited. Uh, and it comes out this fall, so can't wait to talk about that. And uh, is there any other comic uh, Comic Con news that we can talk about? Uh, did you want to mention um, anything other than Marvel, <laughs> or uh, did we should we mention DC and the fact that they weren't there and uh, how you felt about that? Um, I mean, I wasn't too surprised at that because they've got a lot they're figuring out right now. A lot there putting in production so they're just probably not ready to really put out a slate of movies or any trailers yet so they might do their own like little surprise like reveals and everything but speaking of dc they did renew um doom patrol for season two which i'm super excited about it's one of the most ridiculous and goofy comic book shows ever it'll have you laughing (laughs) the whole time (laughs) definitely suggest checking it out and they also confirmed that Titans is coming for season two, which a lot of people already knew for a while. And there's a lot of good characters coming in season two. You're going to have the battle with Trigon. Uh, you're getting some more uh, nice. Wonder Girl, Hawk and Dove, play a bigger picture. Uh, you're getting Deathstroke's daughter, who I can't remember the name of. You're getting Deathstroke, uh, Aqualad, and. <laughs> uh, quite a few more but it, it's lining up to be a heck of a season and all the costumes what did you great. what did you they do 
job. What did you think about the Aqualad? I didn't expect him. I know that Wonder Girl was teased or showed. She showed up in season one, and uh, you know some of these other characters were already kind of mentioned. But uh, Aqualad, that that seemed a little random. Not, not I know he's in Young Justice and a lot of other things, but um, how do you think he fits into that group though? Because I know they're going to bring in Superboy, right? Yeah, Superboy and. Uh... What's his name? What's oh his name? yeah, crypto. the, the crypto, the dog, right? Yeah. But uh, all all of them have been part of like Garth Aqualad is a long running member of the Titans, so he one hundred percent fits in there. And it'll be exciting to see what they do with his powers and everything. So I I don't think it's too weird that he's just coming in because it it'll give us more backstory this season on what the original team was like because. This this team now is a is a new team. Like Robin already had the Titans right. before, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna see him move closer to. Yeah, I was Nightwing. gonna say. Do you think we'll get a Nightwing uh, transition that's solid, like new costume and everything in season two, or do you think they're just gonna kind of? If we do, it's gonna be oh, the very very end. Oh well. So. As a yeah three. yeah. Well yeah, I'm definitely gonna tune into it. DC Universe is something I just. I've heard positive things about but it's just like with all the streaming services out there you know at least you know it's 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 kind of hard to you know go out there on a limb uh especially because you're you you really have to enjoy those characters dc universe like those stories that and and i do but i'm already paying for netflix i'm already paying for funimation i'm paying for you know and then you got things like disney plus coming out which obviously i gotta pick up you know uh, especially after everything that was announced, it's almost like a must. And uh, it's like, I wish that DC would kind of just say, okay, it was a good idea, but where the market is right now, maybe we do need to just combine with like HBO and just put all these really good stories and characters that people might miss out on that. The reason why things like, what was it? uh, Swamp thing got canceled was probably just because like, they're not getting the numbers that, that, you know, they're putting in as far as money, but the viewership is just missing out because they're not really getting the app out there. And there's only one way to really watch these uh, shows. Yeah. Swamp thing was very, very expensive and it, it looks, it looks expensive. So uh, that was why that oh, got canceled. But I, I totally agree with you there. So there's a lot of things. One thing I can say is at least this one's True. only eight bucks a month compared to fifteen. And if you are a DC fan, you get a decent amount of content because you get the new releases of the DC animated movies. You have old shows like Batman animated series that you can watch. So there, there's a decent uh, amount of content. Plus, you get old movies like Batman 1989 and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so I mean, there, there is a value there. Yeah. If you're a DC fan, it's definitely there's definitely a value, but it'll definitely help out because I've also heard that the HBO streaming service or the Warner Brothers streaming service, we should call it, will have uh, like a tier selection thing. So like or like a benefit selection so you can choose like i'll take hbo and dc but take the other things and only charge me this yeah much, okay that's know? not bad so I'll, I'll do that because that's essentially what i'll do is just take hbo and dc and then forget yeah about the they rest. need to have more of these like uh 
team ups, <laughs> fusions, because it's like you can get a discount on Spotify if you have PlayStation Plus, or if you have Hulu, you get a discount on this. Like they need to work together if they want to all survive, because you're really asking a lot. Uh, when everything has exclusive content everything has exclusive things that you can't uh, you know you might just want to watch Watchmen that's all you want but you have to pay like $14.99 like I, I remember when I got HBO Now or Go for uh, Game of Thrones it was like 15 bucks a month and I spent up to I think when it was all said and done uh, 45 I actually canceled uh, too late and I called them I was like hey guys you know, I canceled this. Sorry. You know, I'm not going to spend 45 bucks on. I only used the app and service for Game of Thrones. Uh, it, you know, but whose fault is right. that? That's mine. But still, you know, uh, is it worth it at the end of the day? Or should I just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray? But those those are such a delayed time. Like when things do come out on Blu-ray, I almost forget about it. I'm like, oh, I've already watched it on Netflix or, I, you know, stuff like that. I don't even think about it like that. I'm, I'm not even... You know, but right. I think it would benefit to have Titans because uh, I know in um, I think it's uh, outside of America. Titans was on Netflix and it made sense. Yeah. yeah I and I was like, that. yeah, you need to get these shows out there to people. And then once you get the reaction and you get the numbers and you're seeing, OK, people enjoyed this, then bring it to an exclusive platform. Go, OK, well, season season two of Titans is going to be on DC Universe. So. You know, if you want to see the story continue, but instead they're like, no, you have to go with us. And they release like Hulu does, right? Like week to week. Um, so it's, it's not like Netflix where right. they're like, all right, season one, boom, there it is. Binge it, you know? <laughs> so they're, they're kind of hooking you in for like, all right, if you want to finish this, you're going to make multiple payments probably. So, but you know, it's a, it's a learning curve, you know, it's, it is, this is a whole new territory. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I definitely want to check out more from DC. But let's just go ahead and uh, mention, uh, before we get to Phase 4, because that's that's the big bang, um, you did mention Marvel Ultimate uh, Alliance 3. Uh, have you played it? Are you going to play it? What have you been hearing about it? Because um, I'm a big fan of playing uh, the first two. Uh, with friends and just like making my own teams and squads and you know have you heard a lot of good things about it i i have been grinding away at it i've been 100 percent solo <laughs> so far but i i've made it pretty far my main team is in the 40s uh, as it as far as right. level goes and it's fantastic you get 36 characters Woo! unlockable from the start and that includes Thanos, Loki, and Magneto, okay. which is cool. Um, and next month, you're going to get an update that includes Colossus and uh, Okay, Cyclops. cool. And it, it is a whole lot of fun. Like, you know, it's your classic Ultimate Alliance fight style. It's kind of kind of button mashy, but kind of has right. to put some thought into it. The, the abilities are a whole lot of fun, and it's fun to just keep mixing people up every time you get someone new check out their abilities see how they fit with your team i think right now i'm running magneto storm uh thor and Ooh, that's a hulk and they just, they just crush <laughs> that's <it>. a dope <laughs> squad but the story is great it's a very very comic booky i love the 
the voice acting all the characters are accurate as hell and there's just so many people there are some people i wish were included in the playable characters like nova but you right. can't get now, anything I, I, but oh I no i was going to just oh, mention sorry. this real Go. quick i i recently was starting to watch a angry joe review of the game and one of the things that he mentioned is uh some of the characters that that are in the game they're he was like, who is, who is this? Was there any characters that you were like, wait, you know, you could have had so-and-so in here, but you brought this person in, you know, what's up with that? No, not so much. I feel like the characters they did choose were good. Like the X-Men they chose were great. It was like Nightcrawler, Wolverine, uh, Psylocke, uh, Storm. Magneto, you know, top tier characters. Plus, you're getting Colossus and Cyclops next month for free. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Anyone who's a comic fan will have fun. Like, even if you play on the easy mode, just mashing buttons. And then these, there's these things called Infinity Infinity Trials. You find these rifts in the game, and you unlock more trials as the story goes on. And they're just basically challenging fights and. Like, you have some solo ones, you have ones where only your combo attacks, which are called synergies, work. And, like, your other attacks will do, like, one damage per hit. Uh, Stuff like that. And, you know, you'll have different rewards for beating it in a certain time, doing a certain amount of damage, no one dying. And you get different outfits and stuff through grinding that. And you get XP cubes, uh, these ISO-8 crystals that help you increase your stats uh just a whole lot of stuff there's a huge attribute like grid that you work through i'm probably halfway through it and i feel like i'm gonna have to do a lot of infinity trials to finish it off which is good because it gives you a reason to keep grinding uh but me i'm having so much fun i just want to max level (laughs) everyone (laughs) i if you're a marvel fan if you want something to just shut your brain off and just have some fun and kill a few hours this game is 100% it because it's not real challenging. Like you don't have to think about it a lot. It's just your superheroes beating <laughs> people up, trying to get them. Into Dude, that's stones. dope. I, I, I would have, uh, I would have totally man, got it if I had a switch, bro. Like I was so, so excited, oh, like, but then it was like, if you get a switch, dude, I got sure to, bro. I got game. to. I mean, I just have a love for that series, dude. It was so cool. Like that, I remember playing that in like X Men Legends, which was like the same concept, but it was only the X Men. Uh, but just that kind of like, uh, you know, over the top, you know, look down um, camera angle where you're you're just smashing and breaking things. You got four man squads. You can switch it all up. And uh, this this one's kind of focused yep. on like the Infinity War kind of storyline right because i know it's like the black order yeah kind of it's like their own take on it okay yeah so the black order definitely play a much bigger part than they do in the movie cool and i love it dude i got it i've hardly even seen thanos like so i I feel like there's a decent bit of story left I just fought Red Skull and Hela on Asgard. What? How that happened? But like, (laughs) what, dude? This is. Yeah, there's everyone's in this game. Modox in there, Elektra, Fisk, uh, Thanos, Thane, Thanos's inhuman son. Dude, that's everything I would want. Like, it's like, uh, you know, I'm. Oh my gosh, dude! Like, (laughs) as at Comic Con they announced. the Marvel Knights DLC, you're going to get Moon Knight, Punisher, 
Morbius and Blade. Oh my gosh, dude! I, I'm surprised they haven't done anything with yeah. Moon Knight as far as like uh, you know television or or anything like that. You know, maybe in time. Oh, dude, it's got to. It's, it's got to. Well, that's good, man. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, like I know that uh, a buddy of mine, another podcaster, uh, Studio MacGyver. Uh, he does. Um, he, he has his own podcast. Talks about video games, anime, Dragon Ball, um, and he's been playing it. And he's been like, you know, posting on Instagram his squads and stuff. And I'm like, damn, man, I'm missing out over here. Everybody's having fun. Uh, so but that's cool, man. I, I, and what I, you know, what I've been trying to do is avoid a lot of things so that I can, when I do eventually play it, I'll be able to just experience fresh, but that's good, dude. I'm glad that Nintendo got that yeah. going and I hope they keep making some more because I know like some of the quick little things I've heard is like, well, the graphics are different. They kind of look like a mobile game. I'm like, yeah, but does it matter? I mean, as long as it's supposed to look like cartoony, like the comic books and it's, you know, you're supposed to just have fun yeah. i mean it's more about the gameplay it's more about the uh you know just you being able to team up with like three of your other good friends and be like your own avengers team in a way and you get to play with all these different characters not not like how the latest marvel versus capcom was like yeah the x-men mm-mm, they're not around dude you can't do that no more like the x-men mm-hmm. are such a uh, a crucial part of marvel so is the fantastic four and we're about to get into all that but you know, it's been weird over the years seeing a lot of those characters get cut out of a lot of Marvel stuff. Like, I have a poster hanging up on my wall, and it says Marvel, and it has all the characters, but the X-Men are missing. Fantastic Four is missing. And and so to right. see games like Ultimate Alliance 3 come out, and you're starting to see where they're, they're starting to bring back that support for those, like, characters that I know um, play a really big... And you know, they play a huge role in the comic books. So it's weird not having them around. Um, so it's going to be interesting moving forward as far as video games because you got that um, uh, the Square Enix Avengers coming out. So you know uh, that's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, did they talk about that any during Comic Con? Uh, they showed the opening mission nice. gameplay there, and people were yes mm. and no about it, but. My biggest thing is like you have to see it in the actual like mm-hmm. past the tutorial level. Like I, I feel like it's gonna get. A lot I hope better. so. So we still have almost a year until. Yeah, it's out, exactly. So I feel like. Well, that's the thing that people need to relax on is that you know if you had any gripes about the looks or the graphics or anything like this game is not done yet. Like I, re- you know, I really suggest everybody to go and watch that God of War documentary on YouTube. Um, it really shows you the effort that goes in to making these games, to making these stories and how long and how much work, because when you're watching that documentary on God of War, they they basically just spent so long just to make something just for E3. And then they're like, Oh shit. Now we only have like 10 months or something crazy to actually make the rest of the game. So what we saw, you know, yeah. yeah, So it, it, it takes a lot. And what you saw they're going to listen to your criticism, but there's some of it where it's like, yeah, guys, but look, like you said, it's not coming out for another year. We, we're not done. We're showing you a work in progress, but you know, we did our best to make it look as good as possible to, to kind of show you what it could and what it should look like um, come release date. But, you know, I'm still excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting, man. It looks like it's just going to be a good time. Me too. But, um, 
I guess let's just go ahead and get into the Marvel news, right? I mean, we've been fighting it this whole episode and just we've been getting pulled in <laughs> because, I mean, Marvel killed it this year when it came to Comic-Con, uh, which is cool because, well, they're coming off some of the best years of like the whole saga with Infinity War. Uh, Mor- Captain Marvel comes out. Um, uh, what do we got? Spider-Man Far From Home and get, you know, everything. Uh, and, and so that's like a, the end of a 10 year buildup of stories of characters. And uh, obviously, you know, this will be spoiler filled, but I'm sure most of the people listening to this episode have seen Endgame, have some understanding of, uh, you know, what's going on in the MCU. So we apologize if we kind of talk like, you know, Hey, you know, we leave out certain details or, you know, it would take us all night to break down everything over the last 10 years. So we're just going to try to focus on, you know, Hey, you know, what's going on and, and here's what's coming up. So, uh, when it came to phase four though, dude, um, just real quick, one, one, the only answer I want to hear before we get into it, are you excited? And, uh, is that a yes or a no? That's all you gotta say. Are you excited for phase four? Okay. Okay. Now, 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 is there anything (laughs) that you're okay? Out of all the projects announced, what is the one that you're the most excited about, and what is the one that you're least excited about? Yeah, so Um, I know the one I'm most excited about is okay, Thor. I guess my least excitement comes from black widow but there's still a lot right to be excited right okay about okay we're, we're okay i just want to grade before we really get into it i'm just saying okay so we're, we're probably on the same page in a lot of areas okay so let's just go ahead and dive into all of the announcements so um you, you want to start off and just yeah uh, you know what actually just whatever uh, i'll make sure we we hit all the notes but uh you know just pick whatever you want to talk about first and we'll 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 just keep going. Okay. I was assuming talking about Black Widow first because that's the first off mm-hmm. off the list. You know, that's the first one to come. It's already filming. And we've already got, you know, little sneak peeks at Taskmaster who in those videos or in those pictures kind of looked like a new Power <laughs> Ranger. But now that I've seen the comic. Or the, the concept uh, art. Yeah. No, concept you- art. Sorry concept art i'm a, I'm a lot more happy with it i'm i'm digging the skull features it's it's very mcu like the mask but the visor on the eyes is still throwing me off a little i understand like it's more realistic it makes more sense like you're not going to have full peripheral vision out some eye sockets <laughs> but it's just throwing me off a bit having that visor there like if if he had the eye sockets, it would 100% keep the skull look, but I definitely see where they tried to stay true, and I still kind of dig it. But regardless of the costume, it's going to be amazing having Taskmaster in the universe. And on top of that, you're getting David Harbour as Alexei, <laughs> the Red Guardian, who's essentially Russia's um, Captain America. That's why on stage he has said he had some uh, complicated feelings. <laughs> about cap so um i'm not sure we'll see a costume but i'm definitely excited to see david's portrayal and uh, 
more than excited to see what they do with Task. And for those who may not know who David is, he's like the sheriff from Stranger Things. Uh, and he also played Hellboy recently, uh, which I don't know if you ever saw. I never saw it, but I heard a lot of bad things about it. But uh, I still think I'm going to check it out just for shits and giggles, like when it comes out in Redbox or something. But I heard it wasn't a ama- wasn't an amazing movie, but it was okay. A hell of a cool. Lot of well, that's I could do that. I could do that. Um, well, that's what I. Got well, Black of. Widow. A lot of people have been rooting for her to get her own movie for a long time, and you know I think it's cool that they are doing it. Now I am going to say that. It feels like, okay, if you wanted to do this, you should have done it earlier because as as we're, as we're recording this, Black Widow is dead. She died in Endgame. Uh, the Russo brothers, I think, have mentioned like, yeah, there's no bringing her back. Um, and this story in the movie comes uh, after Civil War from what I've read, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. So Yeah, happens in between Civil War. Or an Infinity War, which is about a two-year span in so the MCU. So what do you think they're doing with that? Why Why do you think they're doing going in that direction as far as like kind of backstepping a little bit? And, and do they they just want to give her this moment, this film, and, and tell this story and and then build up to everything else moving forward? Are they? It kind of seems like Marvel's kind of taking their time. You know, hey, you know, we just spent 10 years building everything up. And I, I think... No, 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 no. I mean, is that is that the vibe that you're picking up? Because if you know, it kind of. Uh, I think yeah, they are trying to give her this moment, but I think the main purpose of the film is to introduce some Black Widow characters that they want to use in the future that they didn't necessarily have time to because they didn't do it in a Black Widow film before. So, like, I know it seems a little weird, but. I can't exactly say what to expect, but it's the start of this, the phase. There's going to be something that will push the story forward, whether it be Taskmaster in a post credit scene revealing he has a new plan mm. for the Avengers, or like, you know, or people close to Natasha or something yeah. like that. You I know? think it's going to be interesting. Or like maybe they introduce someone like the Red Widow and stuff, which I think one of the characters. I'm not. A, I don't know yeah. a lot about the Black Widow. I don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm not super educated. Her comics and everything. It's just never been a character I've really yeah. connected with and felt the need to. Yeah, me too, man. About. But uh, Flourish, Florence Pug, Pug, Pug. I don't know. Is playing uh, essentially like a sister figure to Natasha. Oh, word. So, and like she's trained in the same way Natasha is and everything. So maybe they're like looking to have like a Red Widow in a Young Avengers movie, hey. something like that. Because the Young Avengers slash New Avengers is rumored. It, we'll get more towards. It's definitely like though. building up to that, especially with like the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. Which I mean, we could almost talk about that real quick. I mean, because yeah, I'm, yeah, let's jump into it. Hawkeye yeah, I mean, the, and there you go, Disney Plus. All right. <laughs> They they kind of just like yeah Hawkeye still not gonna get your movie bro but you know we'll, we'll... yeah with Hawkeye though just not he's gonna be in the Black Widow story he's gonna be in this movie I think I mean I don't know if they've officially announced that but I think they're gonna talk about some of the things that they've mentioned on screen about certain missions and stuff 
And, uh, you know, they'll probably go into more detail with that. But I think that if you are going to do this movie, dude, I mean, Taskmaster has to be the Black Widow villain because anything else would have just been, I don't know, just kind of OP in a, in a lot of sense. Now, don't get it. Hey, look, don't get it twisted. Taskmaster is low-key one of the strongest villains you could probably set up for this film. But I don't, I, I don't know if people really truly understand like what he can do do you do you have a way of explaining what taskmaster is all about essentially the best way to describe what he's best at is he he's got a would you call it photographic memory mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what you would call it but he can see someone do say say he's never done a backflip in his life he can watch someone do a backflip and then he can repeat that perfectly without trying essentially so he can he can watch you do a move he can watch captain america do one move and know his move completely he can he studies people's fight styles he studies their moves so he can knows how to um, um counter everything yeah and do everything you do you know so it's just like it, it kind of gets in people's heads too because it's like oh my god like he he knows everything i'm about to do he knows my every move like how do i get around that so it it, it requires his heroes to get creative instead of just punching their way out of a problem yeah because any other hero fights this character and it's probably going to be boring but with black widow being who she is i mean it's really going to take a lot of um I don't know, outsmarting this guy. It's going to take her trying to match him fighting combat styles and everything. Because if you have a guy, which I have some of his abilities here, dude, I'm going to read them off real quick. Cause when you read them out, <laughs> it just sounds wild, dude. But they say that his abilities are that he has a genius level, uh, intellect, master assassin and tactician, Olympic level conditioning, uh, he uh, is a master hand-to-hand combatant and martial artist, and he's a master swordsman, marksman, ball, you know, everything. And, the, and it also says photographic reflexes. Photographic reflexes. Yeah, that's yeah. dude, that's crazy, man. Like he can go toe-to-toe with the Punisher, Hawkeye, uh, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, anybody. I mean, it seems like unless you have some like, oh, yeah. you know, supernatural powers, he's a good villain for that character. And Black Widow even then though like cap cap can out strength outpower him no problem but he will fight cap punch for punch you know yeah. because he's just that good you know he he's as good as a, a hand-to-hand combatant as cap is and stuff like that you know yeah and he's got a shield too now i i i'm kind of with you on the look of the concept art so hopefully they change some things I mean, to be honest, because like the photos that were leaked that started fueling the rumors that he was going to be the villain did look like he came from a a Power Rangers episode. And I was like, oh, no, man, he looks pretty badass, dude. Just just try to be as like comic friendly as you can. Don't just like make him look like some cyborg, you know, Power Rangers villain or something like that. And. And I don't think that that's really what they're doing now that I saw the concept art, but it seems like they're. I almost want to say they're playing it kind of safe because it doesn't seem like there's a lot to them that really stands out. That's memorable in, in this version that I've seen. Like when you see them in the comic it books, could also be a prototype. Oh, Ooh, good point. That's right. Uh, he could, he could get a more comic accurate cost later even on. It's still pretty close as is. 
Yeah, that, that has been a thought in my mind. Well, dude, you know what? That's a good segue to this. Um, we're going to be moving now to mention this phase four. We're also talking about the Disney plus uh, TV shows, uh, which they're part of it. They so are you got it. exactly. So we are literally getting a comic book universe where you're going to have tie-ins. You're going to have like, Hey, you got to go back and watch, uh, you know, one division exactly. to really know what's going on. But, you know, I think with having the same actors, and people being invested into these characters already, it's no big deal. If you would have tried to do this anytime sooner, like even with the Netflix stuff, a lot of people are disappointed that the Netflix and the MCU never really became a thing. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> we kind of see that now after some of the announcements that we got at Comic-Con. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, they didn't know what everything was going to be. I think they feel confident now. And now they have all these properties and these, these awesome actors that they can continue to tell these stories, but they don't need to be these, you know, huge blockbuster type films like Hawkeye. I don't care how much you love Hawkeye. He doesn't need that. He almost probably is a better uh, character when you get to like spend time with him during a show during like multiple episodes. So, you know, in a lot of ways he's actually getting, uh, you know, a better end of the stick, honestly, because, you know, probably get, I don't know how long these seasons are going to be, but it's like, you know, about 10 episodes. Let's just say that. If they're, I actually think I heard that the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is supposed to be a six part series. Okay. That's not too bad. Now, that's not saying that it's like 45 minutes each, it could be an hour to an hour and a half each, you know? Yeah. So, I hope so. <laughs> that would be great, right? I mean, and that's like basically a six hour long movie if they are an hour and even just a six parter. I mean, so Hawkeye could potentially get like, you know, a six hour story. And that's, that's, that's fine with me. I have no attachments to the character, but I know that people probably, especially if you're a fan of the character, feel that he's been kind of jaded throughout the time of the MCU. And, you know, later on, they've tried to kind of, you know, make it up to him. And, uh, you know, still him and Black Widow, just not that they've been outshined in the MCU. It's just like these other characters are so larger than life that Black Widow and Hawkeye are us to, you know, in a, in a certain kind of way. Like they are the people that are shooting bows and bullets we don't, we can't fly. We can't, you know, turn into a big green monster. You know, we don't have the power of thunder and all that stuff. So that would be us if we were on the Avengers, uh, realistically, but you know, I'm excited for black widow, man. I mean, I think it's, it comes out, I think it says here may in may 2020. So we're not going to have a a Marvel movie for a minute now. Um, exactly. Uh, but transitioning into some, uh, TV from Disney plus, uh, we got to mention uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's another example of uh, them progressing a villain because uh, I saw some pictures. It's been announced that uh, Zemo is coming back. And uh, if you guys don't know who that is, uh, he was the villain in Captain America Civil War. He's a pretty big time Captain America villain. So the fact that he's going to come back and the fact that he's actually going to have like some kind of costume, you know, how do you feel about that show? What's your expectations for th- what we could get from that? The Falcon and Winter Soldier show on Disney plus. I am super excited about it. I think Baron Zemo is one of the most underrated villains in the MCU. He literally took down the, um, 
the Avengers with a sentence in a videotape. Right? He didn't even have to lift a finger. He literally took him down with words. And people don't recognize how much that ta- that took, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to see him come back like, you know, he's coming back with a vengeance obviously. He's getting his comic book mask. Hopefully see him carrying a sword at some point, but you know, it's modern day. You can't always have a sword. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's hope there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm hoping for a buddy cop beat him up with uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Dude, and that chemistry between those two guys is great. So, you know, I, yeah, was, hilarious. I was excited and we are going to get a new Captain America costume. Anthony Mackie has, yeah, he's, he's already, yeah, he mentioned that, right? That he's like tested out a costume and it, well, I, they, I think they've already filmed this or they either that or they've, they're currently they're doing it. Out. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's going to be dope, man. I think that's a good starter for the Disney plus um, shows too. Uh, I agree. I think that's a really good opening. Uh, we're going to touch on some of these. Some of these we're going to go a little bit more in depth because uh, we're going to try to keep this within a certain time limit. But uh, moving into another movie that was announced, uh, The Eternals, man. Uh, how excited are you about that film and the casting? And uh, honestly, I didn't know much about The Eternals. I, I did know that Jack Kirby had some creative controls over them and then and- had his time at DC mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, but how would you explain the strategy of them coming into the MCU? Like, what do you think Kevin Feige has planned for those characters? Well, I have to start out with saying that I'm ecstatic about this movie and the cast has got me even more happy. It's loaded with superstars. And I have to say, I'm surprised with who's playing who, because it's not what I saw coming. Really? Especially Selma being a gender swapped Ajax, the leader of the uh, Eternals. Oh, but yep. I think that they are goal behind this movie is to give one a deep look into the history of the Marvel universe, like what happened at the beginning, um, and to introduce these godlike characters um, that the Celestials, essentially the gods of the universe, sent to protect Earth, uh, which is the Eternals. Uh, Speaking of, the way the Eternals came about is the Celestials essentially experimented with the DNAs of humans, Titans, and uh, created the Eternals. And the Kree, I forget who it was, but the Kree actually um, abducted an Eternal at one point, and dissected them and figured out what was going on and that's how they figured out how to make inhumans what but other than that the internals are also the eternals are also what their genes be i'm pretty sure this is how it goes i'm not 100 on this i'm a little rusty but their their genes are what helped create the x gene which in turn give you mutants so that could like set up a storyline for a, like a, a dormant x gene within people you know or something like that now somewhere in there now so is this is gonna you think this is gonna be like a prequel almost like a, a way back in time yeah. yeah okay yeah like thousands millions of years maybe dope I'm, I'm all for that, dude. Yeah, and you're going to get a look at the Celestials, which they released some concept art for it, and they look phenomenal. Very, 
bury Jack Kirby. Dude, love Jack Kirby <laughs> so art, dude. It, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. This cast is going to be phenomenal. And Angelina Jolie's character, Athena, is actually an Avenger at one point. So well, we could see that happen. Okay, because, see, I didn't know much about them, honestly. I know that the I did a little bit of research you know, where Jack Kirby went to D.C. He did, the, what, the New Gods, uh, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, once he left that or it got canceled something anyways he came back to marvel and then he made the eternals and yeah i've heard i i think you're absolutely right about the x gene and the mutants uh because like you said they mess with uh life or was it just earth or you know i know that there's like different kinds of beings because of what they've done uh and they've kind of uh, was the titans actually had eternals and that's that i was i also meant to mention that it, it helps tie into thanos kind of because his parents and his brother are eternals oh nice dude. and thanos is because the opposite of the eternals what the celestials are protecting earth from are the deviants and they usually more times than not look like monsters and that's why Thanos is so ugly because he's part eternal, part deviant. So like he doesn't look completely horrific, but he's got a he's got a nutsack. <laughs> yeah, he's not the prettiest dude out there in the in the galaxy for sure. He uh, he he and the Guardians and the Eternals and even Captain Marvel and the Kree and everything. All the and and um, the Kree and who else? Oh, I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, Okay, who was the guy, Ronan? Ronan, he what was his uh, species? The the oh no the uh, the Kree. Kree. So the scrolls. Okay, my bad. The scrolls. That's who I was leaving out. Um, either way, like the whole space, the whole galactic side of the Marvel universe. I think that bears so much potential. I mean, we still have things uh, out there as far as like Adam Warlock. We still have the potential of, uh, you know, the, how we can introduce the Fantastic Four, which we can talk about in a, in a couple minutes. But uh, the Eternals, man, I think it's just going to be a really cool, probably a very beautiful movie, dude. I think like anything oh, in yeah. space, especially like uh, one of the low-key un- underappreciated things about Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, those movies look amazing i love anything yeah, visuals, set- special oh, effects dude. it's top tier <laughs> dude it's in in anything in space is awesome so same with like ragnarok uh, and things exactly like that. and we still all the colors all the colors that jack kirby inspiration there and that you know i saw some things the other day where uh pictures from the set people are like oh yeah they're going full jack kirby over here on the Eternals. so i'm like dude give it to me I, i'm all for that that's what made uh exactly like ragnarok really stand out uh aesthetically from like the you know visual perspective like what they did with that uh just the colors and the shapes and everything it's just yeah i'm all for that so in in this uh you know the eternals came out back in the 70s and another property that came out in the 70s that they're making a movie of um and this is another character i didn't really know a lot about and that's uh shang chi and he's gonna have a film called Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, do you want to do you want to kind of fill people in on this character? I, I as far as the Ten Rings and uh, 
how people probably uh, have already seen the Ten Rings in previous MCU films if they weren't aware of that. Um, and just kind of, yeah, 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 your reaction to that, you know, being this <laughs> cool Marvel Kung Fu flick that we might be getting. Well, no, we are getting in like uh, a couple years. I I am super excited for it. Like we, it's something we've needed for a minute since they put Iron Fist on Netflix. Like we've needed a true MCU kung fu film, and this will be it. Shang Chi is the Marvel's go-to best martial artist. He's if you need training, you go to him essentially. And speaking of the Legend of the Ten Rings, we kind of had a fake out villain back in Iron Man three kind of upset a lot of people Mm -hmm. so it seems that they're making up for that and giving us the true mandarin who is the wielder of the ten rings which i can't name them all but they all have a magical property too kind of like the infinity stones in a weird way like on a on a lower scale just not as powerful yeah (laughs) yeah so you know like strength speed stuff like that not essentially like manipulation of space (laughs) yeah time and everything you're gonna get an interesting dynamic here where not instead of tony seeing magic versus tech you're gonna see kung fu classic fighting versus magic oh i'm all for that dude and there's a big rumor going around that the mandarin is shang's dad Ooh, let's do it that's 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 fine with me because in the what i what I read up on him, they said that there was this villain, uh, Fu Manchu, and uh, that yeah. instead of him, it's going to be the Mandarin. And I think that's awesome, bro, yeah. that they're repurposing these villains. Like, I wish they'll bring Red Skull back, you know, kind of like they did at Endgame. I think that... You never know. I know, right? And that's kind of the fun. There is a double-edged sword to that, but I will say that is fun to think like... They could always correct things. And I think in phase four, one of the big things, like if they had a PowerPoint, uh, they go, all right, Marvel, the first 10 years. And one of the biggest complaints was the villains. A lot of people would just say, oh, they got weak villains. We love the main characters, obviously, but the villains were always kind of hit or miss. We have some stellar all-stars, Loki, Thanos, and a few others you could still go like Killmonger. Hella. Yeah, Hella. See, they started picking it up near the end. So I think what they're doing is going, okay, Mandarin, that's a big villain. That would be a shame to waste him. Okay, let's, let's do this with him. Like we already did. Exactly. Uh, Zemo, you know, <laughs> he's a big villain. Let's do this with him. Like, that's we still have all these really top tier villains and we're probably going to get a lot more. Like, let's be honest, Magneto is going to be in the MCU at some point. Uh, Doctor Doom. I mean, those are some of the like best, most powerful villains in Marvel. And we're about to see them get introduced. Norman Osborn, maybe. Who knows? You never know. Like all of Spider-Man's catalog, honestly. Good chance. There's a huge chance. So, you know, bringing back the Mandarin in this like Kung Fu flick where you're dealing with like, um, like, look, Shang-Chi looks like Bruce Lee. I, I I mean he just does like in every picture I've saw of him I I've read where Marvel was like yo dude uh, when they first started making the comic they were like hey man you got to chill out like we're gonna get sued this guy can't look like Bruce Lee <laughs> right. and and you know that's like, like during the seventies that's like around the time kung fu flick and and martial arts and stuff was blowing up and stuff like that so it's it, it's definitely really cool to get that um, I will say that 
it, it does seem like if Iron Fist didn't do so bad, I guess, it, with Netflix, that this would have been his movie. I, I will just throw that out there that, you know, do you, I, I mean, that's my, I think they would have done that. But they're like, all right, you know, nobody responded well with that. We're not going to touch those Netflix characters for a while. This Who else do we have? Because, I, I mean, is that just because I haven't heard of the guy and I feel like that's why I'm kind of throwing that out there? There's a good chance. he He's held a pretty important spot in the Marvel Universe for a while. Yeah, see, and I'm just finding that out, and that's why I kind of feel like, dang, maybe he is like, you know, Iron Fist has the help of like superpowers of uh, on another scale, you know, as far as like, you know, with his Iron Fist abilities. But um, look, dude, getting a Kung Fu flick is something that I think if you give it Marvel Disney money, ooh. I'm a, I, yo, take my money now. I love kung fu flicks. I, there's there, there's something about practical effects and and there's something about stunts. And and when you get like a lot of these movies are CGI based. Now you're gonna get some magic with the Mandarin, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But I think it's gonna be a lot of hand to hand combat, a lot of cool ass stunts, and uh, you know you're gonna have that budget to just go balls to the walls and uh so i'm 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 ready i'm excited um and i i I would i would say that you are too my friend and uh um but speaking of like other genres of films um what do you think about marvel's first horror movie that's going to be coming out which is going to be dr strange sequel which is what uh the multiverse of madness uh how did you feel about that and obviously we have to tie in wandavision which is a disney plus show that's coming out what did you what's your feelings about all of that and what they're going to do with those characters um i'm not too sure what they're going to do with wandavision but i am very stoked to see them bring in uh monica rambeau i believe her name is um what uh i'm not sure i'm not sure I believe yeah she's spectrum she was the little girl in captain marvel so she'll be a part of the story um but i'm not too sure what to expect from that i'm gonna assume we're gonna get a horror kind of like spooky like trippy kind of story because it's already been said it leads directly into dr strange and the multiverse of madness which i think is going to be phenomenal there's so much they can do and nightmare being the villain makes it just so much more fun uh what i think is nightmare could create some problems for wanda and she has that mental breakdown that happens in the house of m where she tries to recreate reality with her children alive and ends up killing like most of the mutants so I feel like they could take a twist on that and have Nightmare messing with her head. She freaks out, needs Doctor Strange to help. But what happens in the end is we have some mutants. Mm. Wow, dude, that would be... That's, that's where I'm seeing for this film. I don't know exactly what to expect, but I'm the title gets me so excited. It's so comic booky and ridiculous <laughs> and... Hopefully we get a true dive into the multiverse. Um, maybe maybe they visit another another birth universe and Wanda accidentally fuses the two. Yeah, you know, so anything crazy could happen. I think this is where they'll bring 
mutants in for the first time. That's that's very interesting because I've I've thought about similar things. Um, for those who don't know, Scarlet Witch is like one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the comics, she's uh, is she still considered a, a, a mutant in the comics? Uh, okay, yeah. okay. So she's one of the most powerful mutants as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, I knew about House of M. I knew about that, and that's where if it all depends to me on WandaVision, right? Like you said, I, I'm I'm really with you. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that because people somehow forgot that Vision is dead. <laughs> like he got his head crushed by some giant purple fingers from a guy named Thanos last time we saw him, and he got you know dropped on the yeah. ground, gray and dead, and. But this show is called One Division, so uh, I I can see something where, you know, after Endgame, Scarlet Witch, even though they've won, she's lost everything. That's what she says, remember? And and so you know, she yeah. maybe like you said, somebody influences her or tricks her into doing something like, "Yo, girl, you're you're extremely powerful. You know that yeah. you could actually you she could try to yeah vision back instead." Of- exactly bro and her brother brother. yeah what about quicksilver bring him back i mean and in bringing him back would make more sense because people know quicksilver from the x-men properties so why not and uh you know they they could i I felt like that death in age of ultron even though it was cool and it was heartfelt and it's like oh man you know there's still a lot they could have done with him but you know how i feel about that death what's that why did a speedster from bullets bro preach it dude tell him (laughs) we we need answers somebody explain that to us i mean really you're that fast but yet bullets come on dude it doesn't it don't make no sense and that's why he needs to come back and i think like either the villain uh the guy from dr strange who's gonna go bad either he has a part to play with it either nightmare does or both who knows uh, you know, a little bit of pulling the strings in the background. Somebody's kind of going, hey, you know, plants this seed. And then it just causes this ripple effect. Either way, I can see Wanda going into either, I, I'm pretty sure, other dimensions to pull Vision, who's probably the Vision from a timeline or a universe where they're happily married, have a family, just like the Vision's comic. And she kidnaps him almost or does something. And Doctor Strange, just like when Thor brought Loki, was like, whoa what are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm the protector of these, uh, <laughs> these parts and you can't just go into other dimensions and grab people. You're going to cause this rift. It's just like with time. Uh, so I think it's going to be like, okay, the multiverse of madness is maybe something where, okay, because you've done something, there's consequences either. Maybe the multiverses are colliding. Like I think they've done that either in DC or in Marvel. Um, I think it was in Marvel where secret wars happened or something where all the worlds collided. That's when they ended the ultimate universe, you know? Um, So maybe there's going to be this trippy, crazy, scary uh, dive into multiple universes. And it's all because Scarlet Witch messed up and she was selfish. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Cap. That's good. You know, you know, and and they could play, like you said, the House of M's card. And they're just saying here because of this, things are different. Mutants are here or this or that things collide so you know it's definitely a good gateway which who would have if you would have told me that dr strange the sequel to dr strange would be the film that brings in like the mutants and all that i would have been like dude whatever get out of here i don't know what you're talking about 
Right. Um, so. Yeah, ooh, yes, they are, bro. Especially if you get a little spooky. And now that Doctor Strange is like on a whole nother level now after what we've seen him be able to do in the Infinity War and Endgame. Well, in Endgame, he didn't really do much. I'm going to be honest. He was kind of out there doing his own thing, controlling. Except for hundreds of soldiers to one place. Oh, that's right. My bad. I stand corrected, everybody. My bad. He did bring in everybody. I forgot. But other than that, he was like controlling a tornado or something. He had the five-year-long plan while he was Ah, dusted. Okay, (laughs) that's right. All right. So I didn't give Doctor Strange enough credit. The guy... He's, he's smart. He's going to be the brains. I, I mean, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of intelligent characters, and that's probably going to introduce the Illuminati at some point, I'm sure, especially once you get Reed Richards and everybody else in there. Um, yeah, so it's going to be horror movie, guys, so everybody be on the lookout for that because that's going to be interesting, and I, and I don't really know. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that show, though. Because, I agree. Uh, but the show is supposed to come out early 2021. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which, like you said, dude, that's an awesome point. That's such a comic book title. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, that comes right. out May 7th, 2021. And someone actually mentioned where uh, Of Madness is a play on HP Lovecraft. And I didn't know if you had heard that or if you know anything about uh-huh. HP. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be interesting. We might get some, like, Cthulhu or some other crazy creatures that they have to fight off. Um, so uh, other than that, before we get to the final movie, uh, let's go ahead and mention, we've already talked about Hawkeye, which is on Disney plus that's going to be late 2021. Uh, but there's two more Disney plus shows. Uh, one's live action and one's animated. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the new Loki series and Marvel. What if, uh, what did you think about that news? gets into is going to be entertaining as hell and a lot of fun so i'm definitely looking forward to it and it'll be interesting to see how they uh play with him being on an alternate timeline because they said Mm. it'll pick directly up from where he zipped away with the um cube the tesseract yeah game that's gonna yeah that's gonna be yeah it's gonna be interesting i don't know what it plays at you know i that's you're you're having too many characters playing around with time the dimensions and reality now loki yeah. scarlet witch everybody's messing around so we're gonna get some craziness here in phase four um but you know i love tom hiddleston as loki so i'll watch it but i really don't know what to expect exactly. um, <laughs> but uh what did you think about the you know because we were, i was praising dc earlier on their animation uh with uh marvel what if i know that that's a line in the comics that i remember as a kid picking up from time to time like what if uncle ben didn't die like what if this happened well what do you think about what they're going to do there and have you heard anything about what are some potential stories that might come out of that show i've only heard about one and i think it's going to be a whole lot of fun like they're having the movie actors come and voice their animated counterparts oh i did not know that um, so Chris is gonna voice Steve. Um, the first one that I heard about is what if Peggy became Cap? Mm, okay. Have Haley Atwell back as Peggy, and Steve is gonna pilot a Stark suit instead. So this what? Whereas you know, what if this person got the stones, or what if what if Iron Man never was? You know, stuff like that. Oh. That's going to be interesting. Do you think they're going to be contained in inside like the MCU 
line of what ifs or do you think they're going to go off into uncharted territory like from the comics i would guess that it's going to be mostly mcu based because i mean that's what we're familiar with and it would just be confusing to people if they were just like what if this person and this person they're like wait who the hell is that exactly i didn't even think about that so yeah dude yeah that, that actually makes me more excited and it's just going to be a goofy little side thing to keep us entertained Hell yeah. I, I can't wait to see narrative or anything to like push the story of the MCU for it. Right. It's just for fun. Maybe it's even to attract kids. I don't know. Like I'm really interested to just see like the animation because we, we haven't seen anything yet. So um, that, you know, that plays a big part. It, is it cartoony cartoony or is there some kind of realism because it is a reflection of the MCU um, that's going to be interesting. And those both come out, uh, in 2021, uh, early and mid and the Loki, the logo, it makes sense. I mean, you see these different fonts and it's like, yo, maybe Loki just, uh, you know, he goes through all of these different timelines or dimensions. And I didn't even think about that. I was just like, yeah. I don't even know what they're going to do. I'll just wait to find out. So, right. um, I need to get more info on that one. Yeah, yeah. And and some of these, maybe they're good to just go into blind. I mean, it, this is not going to be for another two years. Uh, you know, going off of what we know about Loki, where he was in Endgame, you know, who knows where we'll think he is uh, after seeing some of these other shows and movies. So it's going to be interesting to see it all play out. But um, uh, that's, that's going to cover all the Disney Plus uh, announcements, which is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. WandaVision, Loki, Marvel What If, and Hawkeye. Um, just overall, before we move on to the last uh, couple announcements as far as movies in Marvel, um, after hearing everything from the panels about Disney Plus and those shows, are you more excited now? Are you concerned about any? Or, or are your feelings pretty much the same? I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be a huge success, honestly, because not only you got these Marvel shows, you got other disney properties and star wars and things coming it's it's gonna be great yeah i'm more excited now too like i I, it's not that i had doubt it's just that you know with all the streaming services and how the netflix marvel um i guess universe (laughs) uh how that played out and how i have a love-hate relationship with those shows and characters in some ways um in the fact that they didn't connect it to the mcu i think it's really interesting to see what they're going to do with these uh shows that are actually connected to these movies and they have the actual actors and actresses uh you know and they pick up it, it where those characters left off in the movies so you know a lot of these characters deserve a lot more uh, screen time and i think they're going to get it hawkeye black widow uh the falcon you know uh, Winter Soldier, but see the Falcon. Uh, are are you surprised they didn't call it Captain America in the Winter Soldier, or do you think they just they didn't want to confuse people? Or I'm not too sure. Yeah, no. I wonder. I I forgot about that. I mean, I hope that he has that suit like he has in like a, I think the Marvel now, uh, the Captain America mixed with the the Falcon, so he can, he can fly, but he's got the shield. And everything yeah. he's got a dope out yeah i hope he has that look um so yeah i'm more ex- i'm more excited for it and i think it's like i think disney plus isn't that too bad as far as a price i think last time i looked i could be wrong but i thought it was like 6.99 yeah yeah right okay so that's not bad and that's all the disney stuff we're just sitting here talking about the marvel stuff there's gonna be star wars 
Disney, so much more, man. It's ugh, it's crazy. Netflix is kind of taking a, 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 I guess, an L from all that, but uh, it is what it is. Um, so there's uh, two more films that were announced. One's for Phase Four, and one's for Phase Five. Um, would you like to tell the people or talk to the people about the uh, the the one of those, whichever one you want to start with? The Phase Five. Uh, well, Phase Four would well. Yeah, because uh, one of those uh, isn't going to be in Phase Four, but they announced it, and uh, so they're th- it, that's not going to be a part of like the next couple years. But they're like, yeah. "Hey, yo, this is happening." Yeah, you're talking about Blade. Oh, I'm talking about Blade, man. Did that catch you off guard, yeah. bro? Oh yeah, no, I don't think anyone expected that. That was a huge, huge announcement, and I think Masharhala Ali is the perfect choice i i I think so too man and i will say that it is obvious now that the mcu just didn't care about netflix i mean in a lot of ways like they reference like the attack on new york and some of the shows a lot of things but you never really felt that connection so if you didn't know uh he was cottonmouth in luke cage and now he's blade so you know obviously everything that happened in Netflix's like run doesn't ever really matter. It's just, it's not that it doesn't matter. Okay. That's the wrong way to put it. It just stands alone. It's its own, you know, stories and uh, which is, you know, it's good. But while we were watching it, I, I, I remember constantly looking for connections to the MCU and you just get these subtle little references like, Oh, Jessica Jones calls Captain America the flag man or the, the big green guy or something, you know, and you're just like, why don't you just call them the Hulk or Captain America? Just just say something. And they just never, ever did that. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited for Blade, dude. But I'm, you know, like I didn't expect it and I don't know like how that fits in. But maybe because Doctor Strange is going to be a horror movie and we're going to get some of these grounded characters like uh, Shang-Chi and Kung Fu and all this other, almost like a Marvel Knights vibe is coming out of the MCU, which uh, I'm kind of excited for if that's a direction that they go in. Uh, wh- what do you think is the purpose of bringing Blade into the MCU? Uh, to explore the other corners of the Marvel Universe, honestly. There's so much more that people don't know about, about the dark sides of the Marvel Universe and like vampires and all that. So it'll definitely get heavy like, hey, guess what else we got <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just keep throwing things on them yeah dude I, and the i think blade's been a part of the avengers before um yeah he's and currently I, a part of the avengers it, what he's currently yeah oh my gosh i didn't know that oh okay well there it makes more sense now hey it's it's kind of weird how they thread these things like they kind of go hey blades in the avengers who knows you know because they don't do moves for no reason. Like when they start kind of showing you things in the comics. So you get familiar with them by the time the movie comes out or the show or whatever and vice versa. So um, I I'm excited for blade, man. I, I, I can wait though. Cause there's just so much before that. And like, I, I guess it is phase five. It's not coming out in the next two years, but they just wanted to go, Hey, here's a little treat, little fun fact. Yeah. We're rebooting blade. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah. They yeah, uh, va- surprise. yeah, exactly. Just, oh yeah. Vampires. Uh, oh yeah. You know, 
it's it's going to be fun though. I think you know I I, I actually don't mind those old blade movies with uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, even though they are, they don't age well. They're pretty much kind of stuck in that time. Like the, the suits and not, not his costume, but just the style. You can tell this is when, when these are made and filmed, but they're still good for what they are. And they, they definitely like helped bring superheroes and Marvel comics onto the big screen uh, for the MCU to, to even happen. We had to go through the Ben Affleck uh, daredevil, you know, and all these other trials and errors and actually blade stands on its own, you know, and I actually like it as a, like a, almost like a Halloween vampire action flick. If I just want to, you know, have a good time and watch some vampires and all that good stuff. But, um, other than that, I guess we can end the phase four comic con episode on this movie. Um, and I know you really, really like this character. Uh, so, how do you feel about what they're doing with your boy Thor? Uh, and what were your hopes? Cause I don't think we got a chance to talk about where he was at the end of Endgame. How do you think this is all going to play out, dude? Well, I definitely hoped he was going to go with the guardians, but I'm loving the direction they're going to go with the mighty Thor having Jane Foster become Thor. And honestly, it's not what I expected, but it's got me very excited. And I think it'll be the end of Chris Hemsworth's Thor. And I think, yeah, Jane will be the Thor moving forward. See, and I've been split. I've been split, man. I'm going to be honest with you on a, a couple different things. One, th- let me first start off by saying that I love Thor Ragnarok and I love what they've been doing with Thor, even in Endgame. I know that some people were griping about Thor in Endgame and what they did with his character. I, I think everybody had some kind of pet peeves with, like, even Hulk. Uh, people are like, well, he didn't really do anything, you know, wish he would have fought Thanos after he got his ass whooped. But it's like, hey, man, like, look at the character development. Look at these stories from, like, uh, you know, in, in a long run, uh, where they started and where they are now. So a lot of it makes more sense if you give it some thought. Um, I think that Thor going out to space, I have a theory that maybe he will just go, damn, there's so much out here. I can't just focus on Earth. Plus, Earth has so many heroes now. Like, I don't need to focus on that. Like, he probably puts it in, like, in his head. I could be of better use elsewhere. And, you know, what what's going to be bigger than Thanos? You know, at this point, they don't know. And so maybe I, I, I have a idea that Jane Foster becomes, like, the Earth Thor. Like, you know, she just is, like, the the member of the avenger she's like the one that we're we're gonna see a lot more but thor is he's just out there he's just doing his own thing good thought i like that you know i I, and i feel like he's just kind of like hey i get i'm gonna go out here and explore and um but i will okay so this is gonna probably split a lot of people and it, it it already has if you get on twitter and stuff about jane foster being the mighty thor do you think that uh I have no problem with that. That makes sense, especially if you read the comics. But I almost felt like they could have done Valkyrie. Like, I don't think they set up Jane Foster well enough in the last couple films to just kind of go, oh, and here she is. And, oh, now she's going to become the next Thor. You know, like, how do you feel about if you were to just look at it as, like, the movies and what they've done with the character? If you didn't know about the Mighty Thor comics and everything, how would how do you think that's going to react to people? I feel like it will be a little strange at first, but I have faith in Ta- Taika, and I have a, 
I have good faith that he'll give us the story that we deserve and make it make sense, you know? Yeah. That's, if it was done by anybody else, I'd be worried. And and that's what I came to the conclusion. I was like, it's in good hands. I think that everything that's going to happen up to that point, by the time we get there, it's going to make a lot more sense. And it's just going to be interesting. But, you know, I think – now, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you know if Natalie Portman, uh, when she stopped being in these films – was it her? Was it Marvel? Do you know anything about that? I tried to get a clear answer, but it feels like I just kept getting mixed, you know, responses. Like she just didn't uh, like the direction, or she wanted to do other stuff, or you know, was, was, do you know? Tired of just being the love interest, essentially. Got you, got yeah. you. And so she, you know, she came out of that, and maybe with Endgame and the events they they were able to picture a story and direction for Jane Foster that, you know, obviously would be enough to bring her back if that is yeah. the case, right? So that's why I yeah, feel like, okay. Like they said, Taika sat down with her and gave her his pitch and she was in right away. Dude, dope. Now, would you have been like, I would have been completely fine if Valkyrie had uh, taken over for Thor and became like the next mighty Thor. And, you know, just because we already have her set up and they have this really cool chemistry and dynamic, you know, the chemistry between Thor and Jane Foster in the films, you know, just isn't what I feel like it could have been for that kind of story. Plus Ragnarok kind of draws themes from the whole point where uh, Thor feels like he's unworthy. Then you have, you know, Jane Foster taking over now, granted, didn't Jane Foster have like cancer or something and, and yeah, something she was a doctor okay. and had cancer. Oh, so then her being Thor was like it wasn't it basically how she was gonna stay alive. I yeah, think it got eventually. to a point. Okay. See, and, and and I feel like they could do that, bro, and it would just hit a lot harder if they had just and you know, you can't can't have everything, but if they had time to really develop that relationship between her and Thor. You know, then if she comes in and has something like that, as far as the story, it would just hit harder, you know, like maybe it's a reason why Thor goes, you know what? I'm good. You need this, not me. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm more than the hammer. You, you can be Thor, you know, and, and it makes more sense. And she's like, wow, okay, cool. Cause like they're, they're, they're exes, bro. <laughs> they broke up. Like how do they become cool? And she starts wielding thunder powers. It, I think that it it's just going to be. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, do you think it's going to be a, a Thor handing over, you know, the, the, the mantle, or do you think it's just going to be something that just happens? Kind of like when we saw Cap. I think it'll be something that Jane earns. That's cool. I can see. I don't them think doing Thor will hand it over essentially. Yeah. There won't but be like this King Arthur moment. The passing of the mantle eventually. Well, he's got two hammers, right? No, Mjolnir's not around. Oh, right that's right. Because Cap took it, right? Took it back, yeah. Dang, that's right. Dang. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm excited, man. Uh, I, I mean, just because of the people involved and my faith in, in Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios and these actors, actresses. Natalie Portman's a bomb actress. I, I will I say that. It, it just was kind of like... 
I, I forgot where the terms were when she left. And I know people are really in the gray about that. So I think that's what's feeling some of the divide is just like, wait, I thought she didn't like these movies. And now she's coming over. She's taking over for Thor. And it's going to, you know, people are going to be like, hey, freaking out. So I was trying to get some clarity about that because me and you, you know, we follow the stories. You, you more than me, you, you're out there reading and buying these comics. You know, I, I try to keep up with them, but I'm aware of the Mighty Thor story. So to me, when it was announced, Love and Thunder, which I don't even think we mentioned, Thor Love and Thunder is the title. Uh, that's going to be, it's not going to be such a shock to us when it happens, you know. But for the general audience, I think people were kind of like taken back. Because who doesn't know about these characters anymore, dude? I mean, Endgame just beat Avatar. I mean, it's it's a worldwide phenomenon, which is mind blowing for people like me and you. And uh, I, I'm assuming a lot of the listeners who are fans of these characters and these stories are these types of things. So um, how excited are you for phase four and phase five moving forward now? I guess like I asked you at the beginning, but do you do you really enjoy the direction that they're taking everything and, and actually the characters that we're familiar with? Because they're going to start introducing a lot. Yeah, I'm 100% excited. Like, 15 out of 10, to be honest. Like, it, it's going to be great. We're going to go to new ends of the Marvel Universe and meet new people, and it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I do appreciate you being on this episode, man. We could keep going. Appreciate uh, <laughs> you having me on, man. Yeah, no, man, no problem. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I do, uh, you know... I want to talk about all the stuff and, and, and I, you and I probably get rare opportunities to really dive into it. And uh, there was actually, you know, with the Witcher and the Watchmen and everything else that was announced, you know, I wanted to touch on that stuff too. So, but I knew that the Marvel, the Marvel phase four news was going to be like a big thing. So, uh, and you can't just skim over that. You can't just go, Oh yeah, they're making a, you know, Black Widow movie, moving on uh, Eternals. Uh, who knows what that, you know? So right. it, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun, dude. And I do I appreciate you coming on, dude. Um, I want to give you an opportunity though. If you wanted to, you know, uh, shout out anybody, if you wanted to plug anybody, plug yourself, tell people how they can connect with you on social media, uh, maybe further these conversations about Marvel and all the comic good goodness and video games and so much more. Cause I know you have interests way, you know, beyond all this, but you know, I know this is a passion of yours and it's a passion of mine. So, uh, you know, if you want to take that opportunity, uh, go right ahead. Uh, well, if you had any interest to follow me on Twitter, I'm not too active many places else right now, but it's at X Don father, all one word. Uh, is my tag so you can always check me out there but the only thing i wanted to shout out was if you're on Comicsology, go uh buy and read the leaders of the free world by Corey lakel pruitt and eli johnson it's phenomenal it's an independent comic and go read it hell yeah hell yeah you know what uh I'm going to drop the link to your, uh, well, your Twitter handle in the description of this episode. So people go check that out and, uh, I'll get a link for that. So guys, listen to the man, this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to comics and it's always fun sitting down and just geeking out with you, man. So, you know, we're all about supporting independent creators and artists out there. Uh, so definitely 
guys go check out that comic and and definitely check out all the recommendations that don father had uh as far as getting into you know the marvel comics if you are a fan of the films and the shows and everything and uh dude i would love to have you on more often just to geek out about news or whatever you want to talk about man because it's just a blast getting to you know connect with you and just uh go over all this awesome stuff because i mean it's just a crazy time and it's uh, you know it's really mind-blowing i kind of take it for granted some of the times man that we're getting a black widow movie that we're getting all these different things uh you know when for a long time there you know we were getting subpar really just like batman and robin kind of stuff and now we're getting some of the best actors directors actresses writers people involved in these products uh or projects and um it's it's amazing dude so thank you for being on the show dude yeah no problem thank you for listening to wonder soul connect with the podcast through social media follow us on twitter and instagram Search Wander Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wander Soul hopes you have yourself a good day. One more time. Everybody, look at this. So this is phase four. This is phase four. Thank you. Now, there's a lot of other stuff we didn't get a chance to talk about today. We, we didn't even mention that we're making Black Panther 2. Didn't come up. We didn't, we didn't mention the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming. We didn't have time to talk about Captain Marvel 2, by the way. I didn't even have time to talk about the Fantastic Four. There's no time left to talk about mutants and how 